It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, before we jump into today's Ferg Friday with Justin, of course we recorded this, and then uh, about an hour, hour and a half afterwards, the news broke that Auburn freshman wide receiver Hal Presley is transferring out of the program. And of course, he's a guy that I mentioned on the podcast today. One of the listener questions that we get to is, uh, I think Colonel Steve asked it. He asked the question, who's a guy that could possibly surprise us? We list several guys. Hal Presley is one of them. Obviously, ignore that part of the podcast. But Hal Presley was a three-star guy in this class. And he is from Texas. And based on the stuff that I'm reading, it looks like he got uh, he got a little homesick, missed his friends and family, and he will have been committed to Auburn. He enrolled, sounds like he was on campus for a week or so, and I guess it didn't feel right. And so he is now back home in Texas. He was committed to Baylor originally, and then um, decommitted, and I, I believe it was down to Auburn and USC, if I remember correctly. So... Uh, obviously picked Auburn, but uh, yeah, he will never actually practice <laughs> with the team despite being uh, committed and, and signing because he, he wasn't here for spring. So very interesting. We'll talk more about the ripple effect on Monday's show, but just wanted to put that disclaimer out there. Obviously, you know, I, I told you my answer to that question, very high on Hal Presley. I think he had a pretty solid ability. Everything I saw from him, he was very, very impressive. I think this stinks. I think it stinks for uh, for Auburn, but I think it's. Uh, I guess it's good for him. I guess it's good for Hal Presley to to realize that this isn't where he needs to be. That he needs to be back closer to his family, and hopefully he gets and finds what he is looking for there. So there is that. And, of course, he. Uh, this is just that free transfer that they all get now. So he used his before ever practicing, which is interesting. A lot of folks in the Locked On Auburn Discord talking about the fact that, you know, you haven't really been able to visit. You haven't really been able to take any official visits this past year, and maybe it wouldn't be much of a surprise to see a lot of this 2021 signing class from all over the country do stuff like this. We'll be very interested to see where he ends up in 2021 just because everybody's spots seem to be full. But like I said, hopefully Hal Presley finds what he's looking for back at home um, in Texas. And uh, whoever gets this kid, I think he's going to be really, really impressive. I think he's going to be very, very special. So I just wanted to put this little note in the beginning because I talk about Hal Presley and I don't want to sound any more like an idiot than I already am. So there we go. That's that. Let's jump into Ferg Friday. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and joining me today... Everyone's favorite day. It's a Ferg Friday. Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer joins us. How are you, bud? I'm all right, man. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited about something that's going to happen nine years from now. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> about uh, about 30 minutes or so uh, before we started recording this, uh, yep. the news broke that Auburn will be playing a home-and-home home with the Miami Hurricanes. 
uh, just shy of a decade from right now. Yes. Wonderful stuff that <laughs> we have to schedule college football games this far in advance. We literally just had a year where we showed that scheduling is made up and we can change it at any moment. Right. Uh, Coastal Carolina and BYU played on five days notice and ended up being one of the best games of the season in college football. Correct. So, but yeah, we still have to do this junk and I, and I don't, and I don't get it. I mean, I understand that in the system they needed to start putting stuff out because I mean, I want to say Alabama Boston college schedule a series and that starts in like 2035 or something like uh-huh, that. Right. So, I mean, if you have to play the game, you have to play the game, but man, this is so stupid that we do this. I don't get it. And I thought last year would show us that we didn't need to do it. And especially with the way things are going to go now with the, the college football expansion. And I think strength of schedule is going to be so important. And it's like, is is Auburn banking on Miami being really good nine years from now? Like, I just don't really see the benefit of doing it this way. But if that's what everyone else is doing, you've got to do what you can do. I mean, is this a recruiting thing? Do recruits care about this? Like, no. are, are they recruiting eighth graders right now that may be able to play in this game? Like, I, I just, I, I'm shocked that they still do it this way. I'm right there with you. Yeah, I don't know why they do it. Uh, it doesn't seem like a smart thing that we do these days, but we still do it. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's just so weird, man. It it is so so weird. Yeah. And like, good news for Auburn. It's it's Miami. It's a team you haven't played since '84. Um, it's been a minute. Uh, so like, that's a team that is in your geographical footprint. I mean, they do recruit South Florida, like you were mentioning earlier. And right. So that's cool. These are two. Cool programs that um, haven't played in a very long time. It's a good I was surprised game. to see. So Auburn's record is seven and four in this series. I was shocked to see that they've played eleven times. And I was thinking, like, yeah. when have they played? It's like, oh, neither of us were alive the last time nope. they played. And so I think the last time they were in Jordan Hare was seventy eight. I think it's what yes. the the release said. So mm-hmm. I like it. I think it's cool. I think it's exciting. I think I like it more than the UCLA home and home that's scheduled. The but Cal I, I, one. The only good thing about the UCLA home and home is that Auburn plays in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, like that's cool. the only that's the only positive there. Right. Cal, uh, I think yeah. I like it more than Cal as well. I don't yeah. like it more than Penn State. Baylor is like. I think I like we'll Baylor what, more. We'll see what Baylor ends up being. I mean, I would have I would bank on Miami being of the next teams Auburn plays for the next decade outside of Penn State. I would bank on Miami being the better one when it's all said and done over Cal, over uh, UCLA, over, over Baylor. But yeah, I don't know, man. It's, 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 it's a crazy, it's a crazy thing that we have to do this, this far in advance, but at least it's going to be a game that I think people will want to go to. They'll want to go to Miami. And, and I think Miami fans will want to travel to Auburn. I think so. I hope so. So mark your calendars, September 1st, 2029. Auburn will be traveling to Miami and August 21st, 2030, we will be welcoming in the Hurricanes. So, there you go. There you go. Mm. What do you think you'll be doing in 2030? <laughs> oh, God. I hope I'm still alive. I hope we Honestly. all are still alive. Yeah. That's a I long hope, time when, from now. I hope when this rolls back around, you know, when this gets to 2029, I hope somebody digs up this podcast and they'll be like, well, good job. You are still alive. Or like, ah, dang, you didn't make it. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, right. I, I don't know, man. It's it's It's... My kid will be I'm 10 still years doing old. This. I hope I'm still doing this. Me too, know. brother. Me too. Yeah, we just celebrated my uh, my daughter's first birthday, and she will be mm-hmm. 10 
when this that's game wild. is played. That is that's dumb. Wild. Like that is yeah. so dumb. Your daughter might your daughter might like actually not like you by that point. Oh know? gosh, don't say might that. Be, that breaks my heart, but you're probably right. <laughs> you're probably right. She'll be too you cool know, for you. You know how you know oh, how I get it. Oh, I get it. Oh, yeah. I, absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so I put uh I put out in the Locked on Auburn Discord if you want to join that, feel mm-hmm. free. We will put a link to that in the episode description down below, but we got some uh, we got some listener questions if you're cool with that. Yeah, those are all. All right, Gorilla asks, two available basketball scholarships. What are we doing with them, Justin? Maybe nothing. Maybe giving them to walk-ons later in the year. Yeah. Uh, Auburn, since the Desi Sills situation fell through, we have not heard Auburn being connected to any of these guys in the transfer portal. Of course, things can change very quickly. Uh, they got Devin Cambridge out of high school um, a few years back uh, very quickly. You know, So there's still going to be time until we get to the start of the school year. You know, Auburn could add another one. I don't think they fill both of them. I don't think you need to fill both of them. You're not going to play 13 guys. You're not going to play 12. Playing 11 is going to be very, very tough as it is. I'd rather give Bruce more flexibility next year because the roster is going to change so much. If you want to give a one-year scholarship to a walk-on, if you want to, if you want to give it to a to a guy that works hard for you and practice on, on the scout team, I think that's a great way to do it. I don't know why college basketball teams have thirteen scholarship spots, especially with the way this goes. Nobody gets redshirted anymore. Everybody can leave whenever they want to. It doesn't make sense to have eleventh, twelfth. I mean, it definitely doesn't make sense to have a thirteenth man or a twelfth man on your roster. I just, I don't, I don't get it. It's not how basketball is played at this at this level. Right. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I, I, don't, I don't think we'll see anything. Um, Tiger Histalmos asks, what's the first thing you're going to do on the first Auburn game day of 2021? Uh, I'm going to roll over and turn on college game day. That, mm-hmm. is, that is the first thing I will do probably every game day in 2021. I will sleep in uh, because oh, it's a um, night game. Yeah, it's a night game for one. And number two, I'm usually up late uh, helping out covering high school football at the OA News most of the time during the season, especially when Auburn's at a, got a home game. Right. Um, so those are pretty late nights. And so I want to kind of rest up and, you know, completely screw up my sleep schedule where I'm not like I'm going to bed at like three every morning and like rotating that out. I don't think. Riders have sleep schedules. I think I'll just sleep no. when you're done with whatever you're working on. Yeah, I mean, the one of the benefits, what I love about this job is I don't have to go anywhere. I can do this from wherever, um, and I don't have to go into an office, and, yeah. and that works for me because that's all I know, really. The one time I had to work in an office, I did not enjoy it. Um, so, yeah, that's a benefit. Uh, you can write whenever you want to if you're like me. Um, and you don't have an editor uh, at the moment because you're doing this stuff independently. Sure. Um, you know, you, you're not having to worry about any deadlines e- elsewhere. I mean, there have been some nights where, you know, newsletter rolls out at six in the morning. I might not have gotten done with it until two. And so you can just do that and then wake up on your own time and see where it goes from there. It's not Absolutely. a real job, but uh, during football season, it does get pretty, it does get pretty rough when, when, when you try to figure out, okay, what is normal going to look like? Because on the weekends, it's like stay up all night and you know sleep in as much as you can but you can't sleep in too long because there's a stuff a lot of stuff going on on Sundays too Mm -hmm. no you're absolutely right yeah with pressers and stuff like that so all right we'll continue our conversation just a moment right here on locked on Auburn today's show brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models it's impossible to stock all the parts that you need with traditional chain storefront so Why do what they're just going to do when you go and ask for the part and they probably don't have it? Look, you can just pull out your phone, go to rockauto.com, order the part, it goes straight to your car, 
and it'll be significantly cheaper, faster, all around just a better experience. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, your truck, your SUV, and write Locked On Auburn in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. The prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for everyone. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. You know it. I talk about it all the time. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Uh, they got several sports in the postseason, and baseball is just heating up. Don't sit on silence anymore. Get in on the action. Use promo code LOCKEDON when you make your first deposit to get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Justin, you mentioned uh, what you do in the, in the newsletter. How can folks mm-hmm. sign up for the Auburn Observer, and what kind of content are they seeing these days? Yeah, AuburnObserver.com. Check it out. Uh, you have an option to sign up there for $6 a month or $60 a year. Uh, you will get uh, access to everything we do. We email it out uh, most days. About three or four times a week, you will get a story, and uh, you'll also get a couple podcasts. One of them is free. That comes out on the weekends, wherever you listen to your podcast. The other one is for subscribers only. Um this week had a story on Dylan Cardwell that uh, people really enjoyed uh, kind of looking ahead to what he could be in, in, in this upcoming season for Auburn basketball, looking at some stats from him from last season. Yeah. Um, wrote a big kind of deep dive on what we talked about on the show last week, um, which was college football playoff expansion and how that affects Auburn. Right. The mailbag up to uh, today while you're listening to this on Friday um, had another premium podcast on Thursday morning. So there's a lot of stuff on there. This was kind of a calmer week for news. Uh, it's been a calmer couple of weeks, I think, for news around Auburn football and Auburn men's basketball, which is a good thing. Yep. You know, get a little bit of a break. Um, so, uh, you know, kind of doing some more big picture stuff. But you can check all that out, like I said, auburnobserver.com. Sweet. Yep. Worth every single penny. All right. Tyler asks, who's the Auburn player you least enjoyed watching? And then uh, – I don't like answering this question. Okay. Let's just skip That's, it then. Well, here, I'll it. say this. I'll say this. This is going to be kind of – I do want to answer the question. At least enjoyed watching I, – I, I, watching Sean White play through a broken arm, basically, was mm-hmm. one of the most gruesome things I've ever seen because it was like, okay, this is not working. Like, no, that's a, that's a good answer. That it is, hurt. It hurt to watch that. Mm-hmm. That's a good yeah. answer. And, yeah. I mean, and I think that's that, a shame because all, a lot of Auburn fans think Sean White stinks, and that is not true. I thought Sean White was a very good college quarterback. It just didn't work a, out. Yeah. Yeah, solid quarterback. A bunch of different factors came in. Didn't work out for him. But, yeah, I mean, that that game, though, is just like, oh, something is very, very wrong. And that watching him try to play through injury, not that he's a bad player at all. It's just I hated watching a guy have to go through that. Like, that's that's brutal to see. All right, let's see. Uh, ben J asks, if they went to the new super conference restructuring, four major conferences of 16 teams, who is added to the SEC and what does the East-West look like? So let's just kind of put this as if you could add two teams to the SEC, who would you like to see? Yeah, I think if we go 16-team super conferences, if that was the model that we're doing moving forward, which I don't think it will be, but say it is, I think the Big 12 gets split up, which is what everyone seems like is that's going to be the thing. It's the one on the most fragile footing, I think, that's not the Pac-12, and the Pac-12 is so geographically isolated that I don't think that's going anywhere. Um, so I think it, it, you would split up the Big 12, and I think if the Big 12 – what you would do is uh, I think if they wanted to swing for the fences, you go get Texas and Oklahoma. Now, would Texas want to be in the same conference as Texas A&M? I don't know. Um, 
would Oklahoma be a great fit in the SEC? Absolutely. I yeah. think they're a cultural fit, much like uh, much like uh, uh, Texas A and M was when they picked them up. Um, if Texas, a lot of people think if Texas could go independent, would they do that? If that's the case, I think your backup option would probably be in Oklahoma State. You take Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, stick them there. I think both of those are very SEC-ish schools um, that have you know big public universities that have a lot of uh, a lot of support for football, a lot of money rolling in. And uh, I think they they fit the culture very well. So that would be the that would be the scenario I would go with, and then that would more than likely push Auburn to the east. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, I'll say I'll, I'll say this: give me uh, give me Auburn and Alabama both moving to the east, and in exchange, um, Missouri picks it goes to the west. That that doesn't that never made sense to me. So like you would have an Eight over there. Let's see. We'll do Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas A&M, LSU, Arkansas, Missouri, and the two Mississippi schools. And then your east would be Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, Vanderbilt, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, Kentucky, and South – well, I think I just said that again. No, I, I, would, I would like that. Oklahoma is a no-brainer to me for yeah, this Oklahoma's question. Yeah, definitely the one. And it would just be a matter if you could pull Texas or not. And, and I then, don't think – and I think if you don't pull Texas, get Oklahoma State. I'd love for the SEC to go into the ACC and steal some teams. Like, I'd love for Clemson mm-hmm. to be in the SEC. Also, I mean, not necessarily super prestigious, but I would love for Georgia Tech to be in the yeah. SEC just because yeah. you can kind of have some historical matchups there with Auburn and then, you know, Georgia and Georgia Tech. I think that would be fun. So, I think if you're rating, I think if you're rating the ACC, I would rank them Clemson, probably Georgia Tech. Um, but yeah, Florida State. I mean, if you could pick off Georgia oh, and Florida, yeah. or, I mean, Clemson and Florida State, that would be a that would be a heck of a pull. Or Miami, I wouldn't hate that either. I think they'd be kind yeah. of fun. Little little far away, but I mean, Missouri's here, so mm, yeah. um, unfortunately, Missouri's I think. Here. What do you think is more likely to happen? The Super Conference thing, even though that's kind of died down, or the whole? Uh, I don't really understand why we have divisions other than for scheduling. Yeah, divisions suck. We got to get rid of them. Yeah, um, I think that is going to be an end, coming to an end very soon because I think also with this college football playoff format, what you're about to try to run into, and I actually answered this in the mailbag today, what you're about to run into is if you are going to be a team like a conference like the SEC that you want to get multiple teams into the playoff, the right. last thing you want to do is set yourself up to get somebody knocked out by the conference championship game. Say it's in the divisions, right? The two best teams in the SEC for a given year let's just roll it out, is Alabama and Auburn. Let's say that. It's Alabama and Auburn or Alabama and uh, LSU. Okay. Two okay. West teams. Yeah, the two West teams. Your third best team in the league by ranking is is your East Division champion. Let's say Georgia in this example, right? You don't want to get into a spot, I don't think, where you get into a playoff, you're right before the playoff, and Alabama has to play Georgia. One has to play three or one has to play four or however it shakes out because of geography. And then when one beats that three or four, it knocks them out of playoff contention. What you want to do instead is make one play two in that one so you have a true champion, but also whoever loses one or two, it, it makes it easier if, if, if two ends up knocking off one, that's not going to knock them out of the playoff. But that's not going to lock Those guys are going to be cemented because when people look at it, they're going to be like, oh, well, they lost here. And, you know, they, of course they did. They played this really good team. They need to stay up. It's those teams on the fringe that if you're worried about losing your third and fourth team, the last thing you need to do is set them up to lose in a conference championship game. I, I think that makes perfect sense, and I, I think that's exactly why it's going to happen. Do you think that'll be a Power 5 accepted thing, or will that just be decided by the conferences? 
I think it'll be the conferences individually. Um, I know the SEC has talked about changing up their scheduling. I know the ACC is, has brought into it as well. It's the pod system, man. Like if you just embrace the pod system, it will yep. be good to you. Yep. Um, but you know, it's it's a big it's a big switch to make, and it would be a lot to get used to. But as I tell Auburn fans all the time, would you like to play Florida every other year? Would you like to see Auburn play Tennessee every other year? You're not getting that in this system. Pod system, you definitely would. No, you're you're right. You're absolutely right. All right, we continue this in just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn. What is your favorite built bar? Well, there's a ton of different flavors. They're delicious. There's something for everyone. Though I don't like coconut or coconut and almond, a lot of people do. My favorite is salted caramel, peanut butter, brownie. Uh, the double chocolate is very, very good. This grasshopper cookie that they sent me, it's really, really good. It's one of their new flavors. It's got a hint of mint. Normally, I don't like minty things, but this is it, its great. It tastes like a cookie. There is a hint of mint, but it's nothing crazy. Um, I didn't realize grasshoppers taste so good. Bad joke. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My jokes are terrible, but Built Bars are great. They're high in protein, low in calories, low in sugar, and low in net carbs. Look, it's a it's a protein bar that looks and tastes like a candy bar. Go get some today. BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Wonder Beer in the Locked On Auburn Discord asks... How do you and Jay Ferg want to see the first two games played out in terms of balancing game experience for starters versus backups and managing injury risk? I'll go first with this. I want to see Tank Bigsby get no more than 10 carries in either game. Same with Sean Shivers. I want to see a bunch of short passes and safe throws for Bo Nix. I don't want to see anything super complex from a passing pattern standpoint on film I want to whip all of that out against Penn State I mean I know you you got to do what you got to do to get guys comfortable in the new offense and make sure that they get things so you can have things to review on film the following week but I want to be as conservative as possible and I want the starters out by halftime that's that's my stance on it yeah I, I I'm gonna go a little bit more expanded with that I do think, yeah, you want to be as vanilla as you can be. You want to be able to show off some things where like, hey, we're going under center. We're doing these new concepts now. We're doing some things, but you're not completely you know, showing your whole hand. I think you want to have a, a couple of games where Bo Nix gets comfortable. He feels he feels like he's playing well. So that would you by the time you go into Penn State, you do that. So maybe give him a little extra extra time out there. Um, yeah, get the offense kind of in their groove because these are two bad football teams. Akron is horrible and Alabama state's an FCS team. Um, you're going to want to be able to get things going and just be confident in what you're doing on both sides of the ball, work out the kinks, do all that. And then I would say maybe not halftime, but like third quarter, if you're hammering them, just pull them out and, and go from there. Maybe one of those things where, and we've seen this from time to time, teams do it in, in play and in, uh, in these, in these paycheck games where you come out of the halftime locker room and say, all right, both of y'all get one drive and, mm-hmm. Offense, go put the ball in the end zone again. Defense, go get a three and out, get a turnover, do something like that. Let's end on a good note. Let's 
let's practice basically making halftime adjustments. Let's practice going through all that and then jumping in there. Um, but you know, I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a football coach, so I can't, I can't speak, speak to, uh, all the insight on that. But to me, I just think you want to work out all the kinks and you want to get your guys supreme confidence heading into Penn state. And that might mean taking a little bit longer to, to get those things going. Wonder beer also asked you if you had any favorite games to watch from Harson's Bobo's or Mason's previous gigs to get a feel for the scheme. Do you have any specific games that stand out to watch for any of those? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I wrote a story about this um, at the Observer, mm, February maybe January. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna try to look at it and make sure I have the exact um, have the exact game right. Let's see. Uh, but there was a game where Brian Harson and Mike Bobo. Oh, I remember um, you writing about this. Went up against each other, and uh, here we go. Uh, Brian Harson and Mike Bobo went up against each other in 2017. Uh, that game finished with 111 points and 2,100 yards combined between the two offenses. It is very much a, this is what the Brian Harson offense looks like. This is what the Mike Bobo looks offense looks like at its peak. Uh, and it's a game where you can just flip it on and watch it. And it's a lot of fun. There's so many big plays, so many different wrinkles. Uh, it was, it was a really good one. And it was the same day that Auburn beat Georgia in 2017 when they throttled them in Jordan hair. So that was that day as well. Interesting. Um, so yeah, you can check that out. Um, I would go watch that. It's all on YouTube, I believe, except for like a few plays at the beginning. Might be you can watch okay. all that one. Uh, Derek Mason's defense. There are two that stand out to me that I really like uh, going out from them. Twenty twenty, this past season, watch the opener against Texas A and M before everybody kind of just falls apart on Vanderbilt uh, that year. A lot of mixing things up on on defense. A lot of changing fronts. A lot of different blitzes and coverages rolling around. Some really cool. You also get to watch Donovan Kaufman play a really good game at the beginning, uh, which is a, which is a benefit I think for Auburn fans. Um, and they and they held. I mean, their their offense was horrible last season, but um, they held a And M, a team that only lost one game last season, almost made the playoff in check for most mm-hmm. of that game in College Station. And then I can't remember if it's nineteen or eighteen, but another close call where they went to a really good team and and gave them all they all they had um, on defense was uh, when they went up to Notre Dame and uh, and had a really good showing against Notre Dame. I want to say it's eighteen. Um, you can watch that one as well. They uh, it, it, Notre Dame pulls away in the fourth quarter. But Vanderbilt's defense really comes to play in that game and a lot of really good scheme stuff in that one. Cool. No, that's a great answer. That's a great answer. All right, on Twitter, we got a few more questions, Jay Ferg. Colonel Steve asks, who might surprise us and find a starting spot for Auburn football in game one? So I'm guessing somebody Mm. that is not projected to be a starter currently. Is there anybody in your mind that could do that? I would think it'd have to be an offensive lineman yeah. Or a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that as well. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody like Zion Puckett jumps out in the secondary and finds a home of yeah. some kind. I think, you know, that kind of talk kind of tailed off on him because he was banged up during spring, but he had a re- he he has gotten pretty good reviews from the new coaching staff. Sure. Um often yeah, offensively it would just it would be very interesting to see what which wide receiver gets that starting job because it's kind of up in the air, right? If an offensive lineman shakes up the system, who is it gonna be? Like, um, is it a guy like Brennan Coffey? Is it a guy like Killian Killian Zyre? Mm-hmm. Is like that the one? Because I think pretty much everybody else you would think could start on the offensive line would make sense, right? You wouldn't be surprised if Keandre Jones held on to a job. You wouldn't be surprised if you know, Trox was was the starter at left tackle. You know, you wouldn't be surprised by any of those things. So I think right. maybe if the JUCO guys made a move. That's the one I'm thinking of. Wide receiver, 
Mm, what if like I mean, Hal Presley just came in and started torching it? Yeah, I think that would be yeah. I mean, and that's all projection because those guys are really really young. But like, um, okay, here's one. What if Malcolm Johnson Jr. finds a, finds a home? Mm-hmm. What if Malcolm Johnson Jr. because of how fast he is and just how naturally gifted he is, he had to take a year red shirt. It was a weird year last season. He should have been in high school, right? Um, what if he ends up being that guy because he's very very highly rated coming out of high school. If he'd have stayed in his class, he'd have been one of the wider one of the top wide receivers uh, in, in the southeast. Yeah, I mean Virginia. Yeah, because you I, think about it. I just don't see any defensive linemen. That I mean. All of the ones that would be a sh- shock, I think, are just going to be buried. I just think there's there's a pretty clear four or five guys that are going to be rotating there. The same with the linebackers. Like so. I don't think anybody would be stunned if Zykevius Walker started this year, right? Because no. like he's a really good player and right. he's a really good prospect. So I think, yeah, Puckett's the one I always go back to because he's got versatility in the secondary, and that makes a lot of sense. If Puckett started, I would be shocked. I would be edge, really, really surprised. Edge rusher, I mean, who comes up next to Derek Hall? I think you just it's just gonna be somebody, right? I mean, like, if it was Leota, like I don't think that would shock me. I'm not well, picking okay. him. But so like, how would you feel? So how would you feel if it ended up being Caleb Johnson, who had a great spring and uh, during games last season was really good uh, for Auburn on the edge, especially that LSU game. I thought he looked really good in that. Yeah, one. Caleb Johnson's not a guy I talk about a whole lot. Um, so I guess I would surprise me a little bit. A sure. late bloomer. A late bloomer. Yeah, yeah it was a three star, a late pickup for Auburn in the class that he had. It took him a little while to find his home. Now in this defense, he, I mean, he looked like he was really coming on in the spring on the edge. All right, last question that we have time to get to. Jay Ferg, um, Big Pimpin asked, why are y'all looking so good? Mm, I don't know about me. I mean, you're the one who's on Zoom with with your camera on. I, I, I'm I ashamed of that. I'm, I'm, I'm putting my camera down. Sure. sure. Uh, nah, I appreciate it, though. I don't know if anybody has actually seen me any anytime <laughs> soon um, because I don't like pictures of myself. Oh, so, well, well, thank um, you, hashtag Big Pimpin, for the, for the kind got, words. Zach's got the beard is the beard is getting is getting thick. It's, it's, it's getting too much. It's getting too uh-huh. much. My uh, my wife and my boss both uh, both earlier this week made comments on like, all right, when you trimming it. Which then encourages me to not trim it. So there you go. we'll see. I'm we'll the see. same way with my hair. My hair is probably it's not quite as long as it was during the peak of the pandemic last year, but it's getting to be that point. Right. And I am in I am in a constant battle with my mother who lives in town and I see regularly uh-huh. um about she, she wanna cut it. She wants me to get it cut and I think I'm just gonna hold out. I'm gonna hold out. I was doing it the last two years. I've been averaging getting a haircut every six months, and I think I'm I'm I'm, I'm sticking to it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Get it cut just in time for football season, so you can look professional maybe. in the press box. And then maybe maybe yeah. not. Ma- I don't maybe know. not. Well, what do I What do I care about looking professional? <laughs> I I'm love me. that. Uh, I love that somebody asked uh, AU propaganda on Twitter. Asked the whole like, um, assuming Brad Lorando is a chicken parm, what kind of Easy. delicious sandwich would represent each of Auburn's coaching staff? I love that this is always like such a regular question because then you circled back and you're like, I've got this. Yeah. Lindsay, Lindsay for, you know, you know, sure. Fellow co-host. Right. Um, asked me this question when I was at the athletic and then, um, somebody else asked me, asked me that right after the new staff got hired. Why is that such a common question? Well, I used to tweet about public subs a lot. And so, (laughs) um, I think that's part of my, I think that's part of my gimmick. Um, so yeah, no, I have it. There is a there is a uh, there is a mailbag from January, from late January, if you want to go find it on, on the Observer, where I give a pub sub pick for every member of Auburn's coaching staff. Who is the bigger sandwich guy on the beat, you or Josh Vitale? Vitale, Vitale, one hundred percent. I thought that, and I love Josh Vitale. 
I mm-hmm. love Josh Vitale. But his sandwich cred took a major hit in my oh, book. Oh, his Subway thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Subway stance. That shocked he, me. That is one of the more baffling things that Josh does. There are two things that Josh does that baffles me. And I'm going to tell one here. I'm going to tell it's the it's the Subway thing for a guy who's very picky about his sandwiches. He also he eats at Subway. Number two, and this is, I think he might have said this on Twitter before or something like that, so I don't. It's okay. a joke on the beat. So I don't think I'm giving away too much here for him. And he would he would fully admit to this. So Josh, if you ever ride in a car with Josh, he has his music yes. all on an old yes. flash drive. Okay. Which is fine. I mean, it's like a, a, his stereo has that USB plug in. He does that. He listens to it that way. He's been doing it for years. The problem is, is that Josh does not put it on shuffle and does not control when uh the uh, you know we, what song he wants to listen to it's just whatever the next one is and every time he gets out of his car and puts it back in it just picks up where it left off right so he listens to every song he has on his flash drive in alphabetical order on a constant loop i don't understand that it it it, it baffles me uh, it is one of the weird as someone who always is like constantly changing stuff whenever he's listening to like spotify or something like that yeah i cannot i like it this blows my mind that he does that but that's what he does and it's no, by I, song title too it's by song <laughs> title which is also really interesting yeah i uh, i rode back with him from atlanta one game and i was introduced to that very interesting stuff very very interesting stuff yeah i mean the yeah. whole like being a sandwich connoisseur and being super into subway is like saying i love high quality pizza therefore i get my pizza from cc's yes and it's like, CeCe's is fine, mm-hmm. but it's like, if it you're known as like the done. pizza guy, I don't yeah. know if you're like going to find me in CeCe's. I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's you know, it is he, what it he's is. an enigma. He is an enigma. That is that's true. what you get for somebody from Connecticut, uh, which might not even be a real state. We yeah, don't know. I've never been you there. You ever been there? Nope. Yeah, I haven't either. Nope. Nope. Justin, uh, where where can people uh, go to sign up for all of your great content, buddy? AuburnObserver.com. Check it out. Uh, buy subscriptions for your father or your grandfather for Father's Day this weekend. Easy peasy for a gift. Absolutely. Thank you so much, my friend. Yes, sir. We got a special pod tomorrow. I was the guest on the College Football Experience. I will air that interview on this podcast feed tomorrow for a Saturday pod. And then other than that, we'll be back to recap the weekend on Monday. This has been Locked on Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked on College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.